round light poles in a bank building made of bricks reduced to rubble, with wind gusts reaching into the triple digits. Power went out, so we had to just run downstairs. It was really, well, it was really fast. In Dodge City, wind gusts hit 84 miles an hour, uprooting trees, overturning heavy playground equipment, and leaving an apartment complex in tatters. Hospitals in the Midwest are scrambling to keep up with the skyrocketing number of COVID hospitalizations among the unvaccinated. It's hard to imagine we wouldn't get to over a million new cases a day, which is a staggering number. Correspondent Cami McCormick. In Minnesota, many healthcare workers are again overwhelmed. Many of us are starting to feel helpless because we've been living this crisis for so long. And in Arizona, where they may be forced to ration care again. It's it's really gotten to the point where, you know, it's become a little bit ridiculous and we're tired of it. In Rhode Island, the governor has requested federal help for hospitals. We have to react to what's in front of us. New COVID cases are up nearly 50% nationwide over the last month. Biden administration officials meet with leaders of the trucking industry today in an effort to untangle supply chain issues. Currently, we are between 80 and 100,000 truck drivers short. Shane Keller is with Centerline Drivers, whose survey found 50% of employees Employers are having a hard time filling open driver positions, and the pandemic is partly to blame. As a result of closures of truck driving schools in 2020, we had about a 40% reduction in new drivers. That means missed delivery deadlines, decreased productivity, and increased costs. Stacy Lynn, CBS News. McDonald's has just announced it's reached a settlement with its former CEO over the burger chain's claims he covered up sexual relationships and lied about them with employees. The company says Steve Easterbrook has paid back more than $105 million in equity and cash. Despite signs the labor market's rebounding, the number of people who signed up for first-time unemployment claims rose last week by not much. They were up 18,000. About those rate hikes the Fed chair talked about for next year, CBS's Jill Schlesinger. If you're a saver, you're psyched. You're like, oh my God, I'm get, finally getting some more money on my savings. If you're a borrower, you're not so happy. Credit cards, auto loans, those costs could start to rise. New home construction rose 11.8% in November. Dow futures up 190. This is CBS News. If you're checking for fever, the leading sign of COVID-19, beware of dangerously inaccurate non-contact thermometers. Instead, learn about Exergen at exergen.com. This Inside Edition update is sponsored by Dell. Want to keep your heating bill low this year? Here's a simple tip. Home improvement expert Katherine Emery says change your heating filter. Think about all the air needing to pump through, all that dirt, all that grime. It, the air is not flowing as efficiently. During Dell's holiday event, save up to $250 on PCs with Intel Core processors, plus get free shipping on everything. Just call 800 by dell It's not magic that will deliver 1 billion packages to homes across the country this holiday. It's the United States Postal Service. And we don't need a team of reindeer to do it, because we've added more vehicles to our fleet. And while we don't employ a legion of elves, we have hired thousands of new members for our team. So if making more holiday deliveries to homes in the U.S. than anyone else seems like magic, that means we're doing our job. Share the magic at usps.com helpers. 
Not all foreign travel is banned in the Middle East. As of Sunday, it will be illegal for Israelis to travel to France, Spain, and Abu Dhabi because of an increase in the number of Omicron cases in these countries. No tourists are being allowed to enter Israel either, but officials are making an exception for birthright trips, free 10-day trips to Israel for young American Jews. Christian officials in Jerusalem accuse the Israeli government of racial discrimination and urge the government to change its mind to allow pilgrims to come for Christmas. Linda Gradstein for CBS News, Jerusalem. Hard seltzer is a huge hit, especially among young people in this country. Bud Light hopes to cash in with new flavors. It's just announced sour and hard soda packs that'll hit store shelves over the holidays. We've already seen strange pairings like pickled and pumpkin-flavored hard seltzers. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that shared more than $4 billion in each other's health care costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Hi, Dasher here. I'm one of the reindeer. <laughs> you know, those reindeer. We're the ones who actually keep things going up here. The big guy isn't much help. He needs his rest for that magic night. And Mrs. Claus is busy with paperwork, making a list, checking it twice. Somebody has to keep the elves in line. Hey, keep it now in there. And take care of the finances. We go to OUCU Financial, formerly Ohio University Credit Union. Make the season shine with a holiday loan from OUCU Financial. Eight out of nine reindeer would definitely recommend. And it would have been nine out of nine if Vixen had just been paying attention to the question. With low interest rates, you can control your holiday debt, pay off high interest credit cards, and have enough left over for milk and cookies. When you go to OUCU Financial, you're not just one of the herd. Apply for a holiday loan from OUCU Financial and make your finances glow. Apply online at OUCU.org slash holiday or stop by a branch today. Subject to credit approval, fairly insured by NCUA. Difficulties with everyday tasks, words and numbers, confusion in familiar environments, memory loss, and changes in behavior. These are all signs of dementia. Athens County Cares wants to create a dementia-inclusive Athens County and empower adults living with cognitive decline through a holistic program which safeguards their dignity and independence while improving their and their caregivers' quality of life. Pick up the phone and call 740-594-3535 or visit AthensCountyCares.org to learn more. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Their whole hospice, we celebrate life. 
Snowmen, snowmen, snowmen. Here at A Work of Heart, we have the best variety and selection of snowmen, gnomes, and wildlife in all of Ohio and West Virginia. Winter decor is what you are looking for. Signs of all shapes and sizes most made in the United States. Porch sitters, flags, rugs, and decorative seasonal rug inserts. Memorial decor to help you fondly remember that special loved one. Laser engraved product with names and dates you design yourself. Dog and cat decor. Ohio State and West Virginia signs and decorations. Many can be personalized. We have puzzled, farm decor, wedding, anniversary, fragrant candles, battery candles, greeting cards, and 20% off our boxed Christmas cards. Our wildlife department is a sight to behold. Come see us today at A Work of Heart Grand Central Mall. Find us on Facebook or shop online at aworkofheart.biz. We espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better. Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is. Integrated will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety. Everyone, my name is Pastor Lindsay Klein, and I'm the pastor at Richland United Methodist Church on 60 Pomeroy Road. Feel free to check us out on Facebook in our website. I'd like to invite you to our Living Nativity this weekend, December 17th and 18th from 4 to 7 p.m. We're so excited to offer this free event with free parking. Due to the weather, we have moved inside and ask that you wear a mask. We also have handicap accessibility. Come take an interactive journey with us to Bethlehem and meet some interesting characters along the way. We hope to see you this weekend as we experience joy this Christmas. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. Fifty-seven degrees here on Columbus Road right now. That's rather remarkable. Clouds passing by rather rapidly, which is preventing us from needing to throttle down our shades here. Hey, we got a special edition today. We're going to talk about the nativity scene at the Richland United Methodist Church. They've worked hard for a couple of years to present this thing. And, and of course, with the rain that's expected, yeah, it's, they've had to moder- modify it a little bit. But uh, joining us this morning, uh, it's Pastor Lindsey Stearns. And uh, Lindsey, let me make sure I got the right button. No, it's, it'd be this one over here. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us. You have a great radio voice. Thank you. I was practicing this morning. I'll bet. I'll bet. Well, listen, uh, and, and your husband Ian's here too, right? Yes. Well, Ian, welcome. Hey, thank you. Listen, um, Richland United Methodist Church is actually located on Pomeroy Road, not Richland Avenue. Yes. And it's 60 Pomeroy Road. So if you're at the what we used to call years ago the South Y um, in 
Boy, there was a steakhouse there. What was that called? It doesn't matter. Anyway, there was a steakhouse on the corner and a gas station and so on. Um, it's You can see it from there, just up the hill. You know what I mean? Um, you, you must not know these expressions, South Y and all of that. Yes, I've been here two and a half years, so okay. I sometimes still need to use my GPS to get around. So sure, sure. My husband, however, has been here um, a little over 10 years, so he may be a little more familiar. Well, uh, the, 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 Scott, are you in here? Scott's not in here. Okay, we'll get him back. But um, I'm trying to think of the name of that steakhouse that used to be out there. Oh, well, it really doesn't matter. 60 Pomeroy Road, Richland United Methodist Church. Now, Lindsay, let's talk about your background a little bit. What, uh, where, where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I grew up in Columbus. and Like what uh, part of Columbus? Um, so we, um, I, my dad is a pastor as well, and so we were in um, kind of like the Pickerington area, yeah, sure. Canal Winchester. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up there and then um, moved to Springfield for a little while, uh, about four years, and then uh, my family moved to Cincinnati. Um, so I've been there and kind of consider Cincinnati home now. Well, Worthington is my uh, uh, home, if you will. Okay, uh, yeah. Although I spent a lot of time many other places uh, working. What, um, Let's see, Methodist. You say your father was also a pastor, was or a minister. Was what? What was? What's the difference between a pastor and a minister? Well, I would just say um, the name. I mean, you can if somebody referred to me as a pastor or minister, I I refer to either one. So I kind of just think of them um, synonymously. You know, now my church had four ministers. Okay. Okay, and yes, there was one who was senior, and then there were some others at lower levels, if you will. Paul Johnson, Reverend Paul Johnson, was the senior pastor, or senior minister. And this was a large church. Yeah. First Presbyterian in, in Worthington. Now, um, but um, do you have any any help out there, or are you it? Well, I guess it, it depends how you see it. Um, so I graduated seminary about uh, two and a half years ago, and then I found out uh, we have an appointment process. So I was appointed um, here by, by my bishop and had never been to Athens before and found out that I was uh, going to be the senior pastor. So oh, it was uh, definitely yeah. a shock for me. Um, but I have um, an office manager and um, we have custodians, but... Um, pastorally, I, I guess I'm it. So now you yep. you mentioned you went to school and and what was the term you used? Seminary. Yes, I went to seminary. So it was it was um, grad was school um, in Wilmore, Kentucky. I went to Asbury Theological Seminary. Um, it's a four year program. I've heard of it. Yeah. And uh, it's well respected. Yeah, my uh, my dad went there, so that's kind of how I knew about it. And then um, he actually went across the street to the college as well. Yeah. Kentucky is um, a favorite state of mine. And yes. wow, boy, what an awful thing happened to them oh, I know. earlier yes. this week. Well, um, but I think Berea, which is where I was hub most, 
um, avoided much of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so why did you choose? Is is it just because of your father and and the way you were raised and all of that, or or was there some other draw? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I feel like I did get that a little bit at first. I, people would say, oh, you're, you know, you're following in your father's footsteps. But um, for me, it's really the calling. Um, I remember with, with my parents, they said, do not go into ministry unless you are called. They said, you know, the calling is what will keep you on some of the toughest days. It'll help you, you know, when you want to give up. Um, and just that calling from God that, um, you know, this is, this is what I'm what I'm meant to do with with my life, and so I think that's what that's what it really comes down to, and um, keeps me going um, each day, just knowing that I'm I'm living into uh, what God's called me to do. Now, Ian, uh, you married this young lady here, and and um, you yourself though has have had a background in um, belief in God and being an athlete. And um, that you've been active with Athletes in Action out of Xenia, which is a, a nationwide headquarters for that organization. Um, what? To, tell me about your family. Yeah, yeah. So I'm originally from Canton, Ohio, but moved down to Athens in 2008 for school and has never left since then. Uh, I teach human anatomy at OU and... Uh, growing up, my faith was, how would you say, just Christmas and Easter. Okay. And kind of really came into it in college when I met uh, Mark and Mindy Heflin of Athletes in Action. Of and, course. And it, it just kind of became real and genuine, and I kind of... They're such great folks. Yeah. So just hadn't really learned the, the, the true Bible until I got to college, and that's when it became real to me. Well, now, you know, when you look around, I like, um, I was kind of, I'm a real Google freak, you know what I mean? I like to, um, in preparation for different guests, uh, just start Googling a whole bunch of odd things. <laughs> so, um, you know, I got to looking at how many churches are in our region, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch. And some of them are very small groups, and others are medium and large sized. But um, there's there's a bunch of choices. Now, uh, another thing that's interesting is, um, like one of the, th- the the principal thing we're here to talk about today, besides your church itself is that you're hosting a a nativity um, experience, nativity scene experience. You're doing it two nights in a row. You just recently, because of the weather forecast that has been published in the last day or two, changed it from an outside event to an inside event, right? Yes, that's right. And um, last year you did it one night, and it was so successful you decided to do it two nights in a row this year. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so uh, we're really excited about it. I know, uh, definitely a, a little bit bummed about the weather, but yeah. uh, we saw ninety percent 
chance of rain and Friday and Saturday. So we said, okay, do we have to cancel? We said, no, we're going to move forward, but we're going to just transition to inside. Um, so we were, you know, able to um, cancel our animals, which I know is, is um, such a highlight, but um, I still know it will be such a blessing to so many. And um, it's kind of just giving us a, a way to be creative inside. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. Well, is this a project you actually sort of direct, or do you have someone that's a member of your congregation who um, is show busy and knows how to put on such a show, or yeah. uh, you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So um, how it came about was um, last year we were all sitting around talking and. Um, I had some, some others who had said, you know, uh, my sister, uh, not my sister, but their sister had done a living nativity and, um, they said, oh, it was so great. Uh, we found out about a grant opportunity and we said, um, Hey, well, what if, what if we did that for a living nativity? So I, I have a great team, um, Julie Davis, Cindy Oliveri and Brenda Davis, who, um, humorously are not related. Uh, but they uh, have been just a huge part of um, the planning, the organization. And I would say their background is just being incredibly creative people who just really have a heart for the Lord, but uh, want to use their gifts and talents um, just to, to bless others. Well, you know, now some of this has been changed, as we said, because of the impending weather. Right. But um, like reaching out to find animals. Yes. That could, could uh, you know, would be the type that would stay reasonably stationary in the scene setting and and not create mischief and so on. Uh, did you have live animals last year? We did, yeah. So um, Did you have any interesting stories about that? We do, actually. I'll, I'll turn it over to Ian. So he actually uh, played Joseph, and he was with the donkey. So I'll, I'll let him share a little about that. <laughs> what about this, Ian? Well, uh, the donkey and I bonded over the time that we were <laughs> together. And uh, it was just me, the donkey, and, and baby Jesus. Did and he realize the important role he had to play? He was taking all the attention when people would come by, and I'd, I'd do yeah. my lines, and then they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, a donkey!" And I'd be like, "Hey, I'm I'm still here." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, people love the donkey, and it was it's definitely a, a hit. Well, uh, again, um, I don't know, 150, 160 um, cars went through the display last year, and took it in, and and you don't have to stay in your car; you can get out and watch and everything. Right. Yeah. So now, it was interactive to walk through it. Yeah. And and start to finish, it might take what? How long? Well, Just if people are planning their evenings. Probably about fifteen to to twenty minutes. Yeah. And like Lindsay said, you get a a script, so you almost become like a character. Yeah. In the road to Bethlehem, and you interact with with each station. So I guess it depends how much you interact, but right around fifteen to twenty minutes. Well, you see, that's that's a reasonable period of time. People could just very easily slip that into their schedule. Yes, And uh, I think Pat and I will do that for sure. Good. Now, what about, um, let's see here. Oh, I, I was, so I was said about 160 or so um, 
enjoyed it last year, so you decided to double it this year. Exactly, and yeah. Uh, th- that's kind of our goal is we're hoping to double our numbers from last year. Um, we just had such a positive feedback so uh, from the community. So we said, okay, let's see if we can do this again. And we've heard from quite a few others um, coming from out of town that are just maybe they don't have this in their area, and so they're, they're looking for um, a Christmas experience like this. You know, I'm, I don't want to take anything away from your project but uh, or your beautiful scene, but I Googled mm-hmm. uh, nativity scenes near Athens. Seven popped up. Nice. Yeah. So I thought, well, okay, uh, let's go uh, nativity scenes Marietta. Nine popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize how many ha- ha- occur annually, you know? Yeah, and um, I guess it, it just depends where you're at, because I know where I was living, we didn't really have any local ones. Uh, now, where's home for you again? So, I grew up in uh, so Loveland in Cincinnati. Oh, and that's right. I don't Cincinnati. think we had one there. Um, it wasn't till I was in Kentucky that a friend of mine had one. I'll bet they did, and we just didn't. Uh, yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's see here. You've been a pastor how long? So, in December, it's uh, two and a half years. Okay. What have been the highlights for you? Um, I'd say it's all of the firsts. I mean, it's just been amazing. So I remember my first Sunday coming in and um, going from being a student to being a local pastor. And uh, that was just a crazy experience for me. I was so nervous. Um, And then I remember my first time um, serving um, just the the congregation and uh, my first wedding, uh, my first funeral, the first time, um, my first baptism and, and um, presiding over communion. So, I mean, all of those firsts I've been able to share at Richland, um, as well as uh, my wedding. Um, so inviting the church to to our wedding was just so exciting as well. Now, wait a minute. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's see now who actually uh, performed this ceremony. Yeah, so um, due to COVID, we wanted to make sure we had a lot of space. Yeah. So a good friend of ours, uh, Robert McDowell at the oh, yes. First UMC, of course. Um, he officiated our wedding um, at the First Church and just did a wonderful job and is a great friend of ours. So um, we were able to invite our friends and family to join us and as and the, have the church there as well. So it was just a really great time together. I, I'm Universal Life. Uh, okay. You know, and I got that thing. Oh, shucks. I bet it's been 20 years ago. And I don't even know where my credentials are anymore. I guess. But I, I someone said, you could do this. And okay. I, I said, no. <laughs> so then I won it and uh, did it. And indeed, I got it. You know, I can't recall what it cost, but it was just nothing compared to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It was just a hoot. And I have, uh, what do you call it, remarried. Okay. Or, um, there's a couple, that, in fact, uh, the, the uh, wife used to work here. And I've performed their renewal vowels. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. That's the mo- the closest I've gotten to using it. Very cool. Yeah. But um, well, that's neat. So Richard McDowell, Robert McDowell, rather. Yes. Um, performed your ceremony. That's neat. And was it in his church or your church? Yeah, so it was at his church, and it was in uh, May 22nd, so um, we've been, I guess, almost married now seven months, so. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. Neat. Well, um, let's see, your congregational size. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, churches have roles. Right. That is, uh, to say, a list of members. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they have those that attend. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> so how, how is your church doing? Yeah. So um, obviously with COVID, we really um, were put it in, in a new, unique position. And so we tried to say, okay, how can we pivot? And so we started um, on Facebook Live. And um, I remember the, that first week, it was just so crazy to say, okay, we're literally having to shut down, which, you know, I'm, it's just unheard of. Um, and then quickly we were like, okay, we're going to move on to Facebook Live. Um, and so, so that's an electronic version. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, currently we offer our services um, or our worship service online. And, and then we have a group that meets in person as well. So we're able to reach just um, people we would have never been able to reach before. And it's been incredible. Now, were you active in the church as a, a youngster? Yes. Yeah. So I grew up in the church my whole life. Um, but, you know, I always say just throughout um, different seasons of life, you kind of just grow deeper in your faith. And so for me, it was in college. My faith really became my own. And just being challenged on things, I, I said, oh, you know, what do I think about that? How do I, um, what's it like to, to follow the Lord, even if those around me aren't? And so I think that actually strengthened me a lot. Okay. I was raised Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a deacon, uh, both in Worthington and then down here with um, First Presbyterian on Court yeah. Street. Um, what's the difference between a Methodist and a Presbyterian? Just using those two examples. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess I'd say, you know, the, the sense that we're, we're all Protestant, so we share that, but I think sometimes it's, it's just, um, certain views on, on different aspects maybe differ just a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think just um, there might be some minor differences, if, if that's helpful. But, um, yeah, for, for the most part, I feel like we, we share a lot of commonalities. Well, this Facebook Live thing. Um, so what, what, did you have 50, pers- uh, 50 users using that and then uh, 25 in person? You know what I mean. Yes. How did it work out? So I'll actually turn it over to Ian because he's really great with um, our technology and our logistics. Well, sure. So yeah, I'm kind of the the numbers guy who counts each week. Yep. So we have about thirty five to forty faithful that come out each week, mm-hmm. uh, and then online live we'll have about five to ten that join. Uh, but then over the week, what's awesome about Facebook Live is you can watch it at any time. It so, will, yeah. You know, sometimes the videos will get 100 views, 200 views, but Lindsay's had a couple of devotionals over 1,000 views. Wow. Which something 
um, it's really, really great to get that out there. Yeah, Lindsay, you must uh, must be something very inspiring about your remarks. Oh, That's thank cool. You. So um, now, you know, just about the time you think COVID's going to be. I know. Uh, yeah. Along comes Omicron. And mm-hmm. Ah, dear. Um, it's really affected the station, you know. Yeah. Now, this, um, so you saw a rise in your back to in-person attendance, but now we're seeing it fade again, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so frustrating. It is. It's been, it's definitely been hard. And I, I was just telling somebody the other day, I, you know, had all these Christmas masks that I bought from Old Navy and I <laughs> put them in the box and I said, oh, I, maybe I should just throw them away. I'm not even going to need them again. No. And so I pull them out this year and just thought, oh, I can't believe I still need these. Um, so it was just that, that sense of, you know, sometimes it feels like it's, it's been so long. Well, the, this living nativity scene, folks, is on December 17th and 18th, two days in a row. The hours um, have altered a little bit because it's now, uh, because of the weather, they're moving it inside. Yeah. So we're talking about a 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. window. So... You, you would drive up to 60 Pomeroy Road. They've got a great parking lot there. And you would enter uh, the building. And, the, of course, parking's free, nothing like that. Um, and um, I and if, if someone in your family is handicapped, they have elevators and, and all the proper um, ramps and everything. Um, and this is an interactive experience. Now, explain how it is interactive. Yeah, so um, you're journeying through and you're walking through, so you will have a script, and so the characters might even ask you some questions. They might have you, um, you know, do some things to be a part of it. Um, the tax collector may be asking you, not for real money, but uh, we'll have that all provided. Uh, yeah, so don't worry about no, that. Wait a minute. You, Rick Wasserman, you mean? The county tax collector? <laughs> no, no, we have uh, some actors that'll be playing oh, our tax oh, collector. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll get to experience it. Um, that way, walk through, meet the characters. Um, they will all have um, just a different message to share with you at each station. And then uh, we will love to bless you with a cookie on your way out, as well as a gift when you first come in. So we, we hope that when you take it with you, it'll just give you a reminder of this time and that you'll get to experience the joy um, this Christmas through our living nativity. Now, um, then on Christmas Eve. Yes. Um, you, like most churches, are offering a service. Right. Yours is a little earlier. My, I think the one I'm supposed to attend is at 7.30. Mm -hmm. But yours is at 5 p.m. Yes, that's right. And again, this can be done either in person or online. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a website, which probably has instructions how to use this Facebook online stuff, right? 
Yeah, we actually, um, my husband Ian just launched our new website and we're just so grateful for him. I don't have that experience or that gifting, so yeah. he does. And um, it's been really exciting to kind of revamp it and get something new and fresh for us. And there's a great tradition in many churches that the uh, the last hymn that you sing is Silent Night with candles, uh, each person right. ha- holding a candle. Yep. And um, yours includes that as well. Right. And I, I just know people um, in the church, they look forward to that all year. And there's just something really special about turning off all the lights um, in the sanctuary, having our, our candles lit and singing together. And I think it's a sense of community, but it's also just that representation of the of the light of Jesus, and we're sharing that together. Well, truly, I, I've done it many times, and I, I don't want to sound sappy or anything, but <laughs> it brings an, a tear to your yeah. eye. It really does. It definitely does. But you folks are involved in so many things. Um, blood drives, um, food banks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't even know where to start or stop on this list. Talk about some of the things your membership really enjoys working on. Yeah, so we've been offering blood drives, um, I mean, for years, but during COVID, we were actually asked by the Red Cross to um, up our numbers a little bit to mm-hmm. add some other um, drives, and we were grateful to be able to do that. So that was a huge way for us to really meet a need, um, and we just have a wonderful group that does that. Uh, we, um, our volunteers are incredible. Uh, we also have been doing uh, regular um, packing boxes for the Southeast Ohio Food Bank, something we really enjoy to do. Um, and then we just did Operation Christmas Child, so it's packing boxes for kids. Uh, it's it's a global ministry, and it's something uh, we do every year. So it's just such a joy to get to give a gift to a kid who you know wouldn't receive one otherwise. Well, let's see here. Um, forgive my short-term memory, <laughs> Lindsay. You've been in Athens how long now? Yeah, uh, two and a half years. Okay, and and uh, Ian, you've got eight, right? Uh, it's closer to about ten or eleven. Okay, cool. Yeah. I gotta ask, <laughs> what are your favorite things about Athens? Yeah. Now, I I moved here in 1973, late 73, from Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay. Okay. Before that, I had lived in all sorts of places. Los Angeles, Denver, Washington, D.C. Um, where do I, I? I know I've left six off. But I was raised in Columbus or Worthington. Mm-hmm. Um, each place I can mention things I loved about that community. Even Sheridan, Wyoming. Yeah. Which... If you're not a regular listener, I'm sure, to our show, but I make jokes about Wyoming. You know, like in Russia, they send you to Siberia. Okay. In the U.S., they send you to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so Scott's heard all of these. Um, but even in Wyoming, I, Ernst's Saddlery that make horse saddles and, and all 
all sorts of leather goods. Amazing. All right. What are your favorite things about Athens? Well, it's really easy to answer that one. Larry's Doghouse. Really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Have you met Larry? No, we we honestly are such big fans of Larry. I feel okay. like we talk about him like we know him, but we don't know him. <laughs> he retired. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, Larry's terrific. And, of course, uh, Jim, who is uh, now the, the current proprietor of that mm-hmm. business, Jim Strickland. Yeah. Um, he's a good guy, too. But, uh, yeah, Larry's, Larry's doghouse. Funny thing. Larry opened it um, while well, Larry was still owning everything. Um, he opened one in Lancaster. And it just didn't take off like he had hoped. Mm-hmm. But it sure is important here. Yes. Okay, so you like Larry's. Yep. Any favorite thing at Larry's? Ooh, that's Lots, so. everything? Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> honestly used to go there every Sunday after church. And, you know, during COVID, we started saying, you know, uh, we, we might want to <laughs> maybe cut back on that uh, just just to be careful. But, um, yeah, I know we like the – I'll turn to Ian because he's really the one who gets a lot of food there. <laughs> I think I've tried their entire menu. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Because it's all good. Oh, yeah. It's all and, good. and it's not that long a menu, frankly. I mean, you know, it's just everything's good. Right. All right, now, what, what's another favorite thing about Athens for either of you? Uh, I'm a runner, so I love nature, like the ridges and going up the Radar Hill. We take walks on the bike trail quite a bit. I, I don't think you can beat the, the sunsets on the river. So mm-hmm. we, we love doing that. And then I'll say Village Bakery as well, which is where we had our first date. Right. Nice. Yeah, yeah and then uh, our third date was at a OU basketball game so that was a lot of fun too where where was your 41st date <laughs> Ian do you remember that probably Larry's dog probably Larry's yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. We, yeah we, we did a scavenger hunt one time and and we ended at Larry's and he said we were getting ice cream and I was like hey it's dinner time I want a whole meal yeah. I don't want just ice cream right now yeah. <laughs> good for you <laughs> yeah. well um yeah Speaking of OU games, that was pretty cool last night, you know? Did you go? I did not go, but I followed along. Scott, I was there the whole game, had a great time, took some neighbors. Pat wasn't up to it. What what was the final, though? Do you remember, Scott? Uh, I think it was about 10 points. It was 8 or 10, yeah. Something like that. But we we never were behind. Yeah. And um, Marshall, of course... um, there's a rivalry there that's been there for some years, oh, so yes. that's cool. Yeah. And what we hear about um, oh, the former OSU head coach of football? Yeah, he was he was fired by get on a mic. He man. was fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're kind of digressing from the subject here, but well, that's allowed. You know, yeah, he he didn't make it through the entire year. And uh, they don't like him, huh? Well, they the official memo or or statement from the team owner was there were frequent missteps mm. this year and and didn't turn out like they hoped it would. 
So back did, to you, did, back did, to you, Lindsay. Now, 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 wait a minute. No, I'm not done with Thanks, that. I'm not done with that. So, I mean, do you think the actions of a professional coach can be different than that of a college coach? Oh, absolutely. You're, you're coaching millionaires with attitudes and egos. So you kick a kicker in the eye, in the, not the eye, in the knee or Wherever, the leg? yeah. That's unacceptable. Because he did something wrong? I don't know what the story was about it, but I don't agree with kicking people anyway, no matter what profession it is or personally. or I have to kick you where. guys once in a while. Yeah, we kick back, so watch out. Oh, that's right. <laughs> back to you, Ian Lindsay. <laughs> that's his third strong hint. Okay. Um, well, let's nudge, see. Nudge, nudge. Nudge, Okay. So we've got a living nativity scene, and like most churches, you're having a e- Christmas Eve service. Your one's yes. a little bit earlier at 5 p.m. Right. Um, does your does your church have a unique mission or vision or service um, uh, that you'd like to brag about? I would love to. Yeah. So. Um, I want to say it was a couple years ago we had a leadership retreat and we said, you know, what is our, our, our mission for this new season for the church? And so we came up with it that it's a faith community of hope rooted in Christ's love. And just felt like that was simple, but it was to the point and it really represented who we are. And so we're a church that loves to serve our community. And it's one of the best ways we feel like we can share God's love. And um, so even though I, I know we are small, but... Um, I feel like when we live into our identity, um, we can do so much, and it doesn't really matter what size we are. And your your size is what? Yeah, so, I mean, we're averaging about 30 to 40 um, in person on but, Sunday. Well, let's not talk about COVID times. Okay. Before that. Yeah, before that, we were probably averaging um, around 60. Okay. And... Um, uh, just recently, we have um, so it's kind of funny we're doing hybrid now, which is so so different, so so new. Um, so we have about 200 Facebook followers. Um, so we're kind of learning how how do we do it online? How do we do it in person? Um, and we're just trying to be creative and innovative and and um, be able to reach as many people as we can. You, everybody growing up develops some Christmas traditions. Yes. And um, it can vary from family to family. And um, there goes my phone. Uh, what what would be um, an important Christmas tradition for you, Lindsay? Yeah. Um, well, I, I'd say a, a fun one was uh, we used to always watch um, The Grinch, the, the one with Jim Carrey, um, every Christmas Eve. <laughs> And then we kind of switched to Elf, um, and so we did that for a while. And then um, recently we switched to Die Hard. So that's been kind of that new tradition of each year we'd watch a different Die Hard. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so. so movies. Mostly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And there are so many. Yes. And, so, yeah. <laughs> and so many worth watching, too. Right. Um. And what about you? Because when you when you blend two people together in a marriage, uh, you both bring traditions together. What what was some stuff in your family that was important? 
for us, we like movies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the It's a Wonderful Life movie, which was always on TV. So take about four and a half hours Christmas Eve and, and watch that. And I think just spend time with family and we'd make a fire and, and just be together on that, that night. Um, there's an expression that people use all the time. What is the meaning of Christmas? And it sounds like, well, duh, don't you know? But I want to hear it from an official. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, I was thinking about that even this morning. And I think it really comes down to, um, just the gift that we were given. So, you know, I think about it and um, I just say, you know, it, it comes down to Jesus's life, death and resurrection that we're able to be brought into relationship. And uh, that's just so powerful. So when we read the the Christmas story, we get to um, be a continuation of what Jesus is now doing in the world. And that's just so exciting to me. And I, I think of those who might be struggling right now, um, maybe feeling isolated or just feeling hopeless and just knowing that, you know, the light of Christ can bring that hope, um, can bring just that sense of knowing you're not alone. And I, I really hope that um, e- even through our living nativity, that some some people may just come to see that, to hear that, maybe even for the first time, mm-hmm. just to know that they are loved and seen. The um, There's an area that bothers me, and it is politics. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is so divisive. Right. And um, and there are groups on both sides that, from my point of view, don't get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you avoid that stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think for me, there's just, um, there's so much in Scripture about unity and so it's kind of just my my goal, my mission is just to say, you know, how can we be unified? How can we come together? What are the common things that we share um, in life? And um, and also, I mean, really, it, it's it's Christ that unites us. So um, I know you know it, when we see that division, it breaks my heart, honestly, um, the fighting and and just all of that. So um, for me, it's like, what? How can we look um, for ways to just be together to support one another encourage one another love each other well um, and just you know really look for ways to be together and be united yeah it sounds easy right yes yes but it's um, having been involved in politics a great deal it's it's far more difficult to achieve right and um well, let's move on. So let's summarize again. Okay. Living Nativity Scene. We're talking about December 17th and 18th. So that's um, that's tomorrow, right? It is tomorrow. And, and? Yep. And then uh, Saturday. Saturday. And it's from 4 to 7. Um, it's going to... They had to change it because of the... the the, what the forecasts say about rain and stuff. So now it's going to be inside. Yes. And we're talking about inside the church, 
which is um, the Richland United Methodist Church, which is not on Richland Avenue, but rather at 60 Pomeroy Road. You've got plenty of parking, and it's a walk-through display. And um, uh, f- folks, if someone is has a little trouble getting around, um, they their um, setup there is set up so that it's not a problem uh, for a handicap. That's what I'm getting at. Um, this is a bit interactive. There's a little bit of a script that. Um, um, the actors may say something, and then you're supposed to respond. Um, if you talk animal language, you don't have to worry about that because since it moved inside, they're not going to have all, all the animals they would outside. That didn't make any sense at all, did it? Um, but na- needless to say, though, you, you are going to meet some interesting characters. So come and experience the joy this Christmas and encounter the true meaning of Christmas. Now, this church, since we've got them in the studio here, their service on Christmas will be Christmas Eve. It's a 5 p.m. service. It is available online through um, Facebook Live. But, of course, they'd love to have you come and be there in person. And everybody is welcome. And, uh, of course, that famous thing with the the silent night at the end, um, which um, so many churches abide by, uh, will occur. It's very moving. I, now, I have a, wh- why, a question, why, if, if I can interject one here. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Is yours more important than mine? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Go well, good. This, well, of course, I haven't one. heard yours yet. Oh, yeah, that's true, and I haven't heard yours either, so <laughs> here we go. As as a church, you know, I, I get the opportunity to speak, as we talked about before the show. And my approach sometimes is what can I tell everybody who is a believer to strengthen and encourage and support and and I try to do that you know and not as a negative thing about non-believers but to encourage and support them to reach them to let them know about the love of Christ what what my I guess my question is how do you approach that or what what is it that you want to tell to reach out to some folks that may be non-believers yeah i I guess that the message for um i'll I'll start with um with with believers just to say you know hold fast like keep going take courage um i know it's been such a hard time such a difficult time but um really just you know clinging to the lord is is really the way to just you know, take one day at a time. I think that's been one of the biggest things. Um, I know for a lot of us, we've been struggling. and um, But I think help, taking one day at a time can really help us. We don't get so overwhelmed. Um, so, so that would be my message. And and it, for those of you who maybe don't have a relationship with Christ, I would, 
I would just say to lean in. Um, you know, you can even look back at different times in your life and, and God was always pursuing you. So maybe you're able to think of some of those memories, um, have some of those experiences, but just to be, you know, keep your eyes open for miracles because they are all around you. Yes, and, and blessings too. And I've also said, encourage this too, if you take one step towards him, mm-hmm. watch him come running after yes. you. And, yes. you know, it's a message for everyone. You know, if, if you're lacking a little hope or faith, and, and in order to have faith, you got to start with some hope. Yep. So if you have both, it's it's a nice way to get started. And I've kind of correlated to, to working out. Now, you run, you exercise, right? Yep. <laughs> The hardest part is getting started. Oh, yeah. And the second hardest part is to keep going. Yeah. You know, and once you get started and keep going, if you don't do it, you feel like you're missing out on something, mm-hmm. too. So I, I'm sure you can identify with that. Yeah. Steven, do you want to? Oh, yeah. I think at Richland, it's just kind of a, a really nice community to, to meet you wherever you're at. You know, you could come in and have never read the Bible before, and we would greet you the same as if you were a pastor or something like that so we will meet you where you're at and just love you and care for you and and uh, help you know jesus better well folks uh, whatever your religious belief is and i was born jewish but adopted into a um, christian family and raised presbyterian um whatever um faith is important and without it, you're missing something. So um, as Christmas approaches, um, be aware of that. Well, listen, uh, Lindsay has been fun to have you in. Uh, Lindsay Stearns is the pastor at uh, Richland United Methodist Church. And you've been in that capacity for how long now? Yes, it's been two and a half years, and uh, we were just joking right before that. Uh, I've been going by Stearns. It's my maiden name, but I'm working to change it to Klein, which is my husband's <laughs> name. But it's been a slow process, and, you know, there's been a lot going on. So uh, I'm working to change it. <laughs> it just might take a little while. <laughs> now, Ian, is it K-L-E-I-N or C-L-I-N-E? It's with a K. Okay. Well, what else else do you want to add before we wrap up here? Yeah, we've got about a minute. Okay. Well, first off, I mean, thank you so much for having us. It's been such an honor and such a joy. So, you know, we just um, are so grateful for this opportunity. And, you know, come check us out this weekend at our Living Nativity. We would just love to have you and hope you'll have a great time. You have 20 more seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I'll break into song or something. Uh, yeah. I was just teasing you. Yes, yes. See, what's what's coming up, Scott? We need to uh, mention that, too. Um, yes. Okay. And thank you both for coming in. It's been a blessing to have you both here. Oh, thank you thank so you. much. John Gutenkanst. This is kind of odd timing, but he's going to be in next Tuesday to talk about Avalanche pizza and breads and all that stuff pizza yeah <laughs> Ke- keith wasserman's going to be in on next wednesday and he of course uh, founded and and heads up good works which is a service to many homeless people in our region so uh, this is a time to keep them in mind too 
So many good things going on. All right, so that's it. Scott, anything else? Um, just a reminder to check out the nativity scene at the Richland uh, United Methodist Church. Oh, we didn't do that? 60 Pomeroy Road. Now we're going to do it again. Okay. Can't say can't overstate it. In our 72nd year there you of go. serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-A.